Welcome to the Attenborough Arts Centre podcast. No Jobs in the Arts is a new art zine created by Charlotte Collins and Ryan Boltby, focusing on the next generation of visual artists in and around East Midlands. These two emerging artists have launched a new initiative to support new and emerging disabled artists. So, we sat down on the hottest day of the year for a chat about their work and what more can be done to help support emerging artists. <laughs> uh, I'm a freelance illustrator um, and uh, I'm doing my BA in illustration at Derby University. Um, I've been uh, doing art and curating exhibitions, making zines for about five years. Um, and I'm sort of a big fan of traditional media. Um, so with No Jobs in the Arts, we've sort of been trying to bring that in and kind of use printmaking techniques and different ways of producing our content. Yeah, so I'm Brian Boltby. I am a visual artist based in Nottingham. My practice is generally revolves around making people aware of the spaces they occupy and making them kind of see them differently. Um, with regards to No Jobs in the Arts, uh, I've been working with Charlie for the past year and we've been working on a, a programme to support young and emerging artists in the East Midlands. We've been doing that by creating opportunities that promote collaboration across the region. Um, for example, working with young and emerging artists and local organisations across the cities and the shires of the East Midlands. And we're trying to create links that support the next generation of visual artists in the East Midlands and we currently do that by publishing a, um, a zine publication that Charlie was talking about there about three times a year. And we're also working on um, pushing out a programme of events across the region. Uh, for people who don't know, you produce No Jobs in the Arts, which is, I th- I'm going to say it, even if you don't, uh, probably the fastest growing, and at least for me, the most interesting and exciting uh, art zine in the East Midlands. because. It seems to be completely pretentious free. It's it's the three editions that have gone out. It just seems to be you chatting to artists and that's it. Was that a very deliberate choice? Um, I, I mean, definitely. I think we sort of, when we first started talking, we, we both knew we didn't want to just produce a kind of uh, portfolio for artists. We wanted it to be very genuine and sort of say, these are who's out there, you know, go find them and and see their work from their point of view. Because I, I do like as well how each of the the issues that have gone out seem to have a very, very specific feel. Like the the third um, edition, which people can access. Have you deliberately created this so that every edition has that? Uh, in terms of the kind of the, the graphic design of our publication, we, we really did want to put the artist at the forefront. So that meant as no jobs in the arts, we just kind of sit in the background. The, 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 the emphasis was just like to, to really make sure that the work that we're showing is where the the viewer's attention is and um if you if if you as as a reader you want to find out more information about that artist you can just go and look at their instagram page or you can look at their um their website and in terms of what we do with with um, the little bit of editorial space that we do give ourselves is we try to make make people aware that these are young and emerging artists who are kind of practicing in your area and um you can you can go out there and find them i suppose I mean, it, it definitely achieves that because uh, the last edition as well, um, you it's specifically to Northampton artists, isn't it? 
Mm-hmm. Um, how's is that uh, again? Was that did someone approach you with this idea that you could make it specifically about certain areas, or was that an idea that you came up with and approached the Northampton scene with? Yeah. So um, with that one, they they approached us and said, you know, they'd seen the first scene and um, they'd been thinking about doing um, a project like that, and they really wanted to work with us. Um, and I think after doing that project, it worked really well. And we work as a sort of part of the region that we might not necessarily have worked with before. And we sort of like that kind of idea going forward. And I think we definitely want to want to work with people to make the zines, not just have it as me and Ryan, but work with groups and curators, organisations to make them. Is there plans to do, to do more of this going forward then? More specific to certain areas of East Midlands rather than broad? And it's more specific to areas that aren't really well known for their art scene? Uh, definitely. Yeah, oh. definitely. <laughs> Good. I like. I like. I like a nice clear answer. <laughs> so, um, as what what we do in terms of no jobs in the arts, we we operate in the East Midlands. So t- to to make that clear, that is Nottinghamshire, Derbyshire, Leicestershire, Lincolnshire, Northamptonshire, and of course Rutland, which is the the one we all forget, unfortunately. Um, and and that's a really really good point there. That um, in terms of the art scene of the Midlands. Um, Nottingham obviously does really well. It's right there at the forefront. There's a lot of kind of focus going on there. Leicestershire and uh, and Derbyshire also do quite well. However, as we start going down down the list, it starts uh, it starts trickling off a bit. And um, what we want to do as No Jobs in the Arts is kind of promote collaboration across all of those regions. And we realise we, we, we're doing that quite well in Nottingham, Derby, and Leicester. However, we really want to reach out there and. And start doing some more some more activities in in Rutland and some more activities in Northamptonshire, and try and take that focus away from um, some of these big cities and make sure that people have access to um, arts events who who fall in the communities of young and emerging artists, and how we can get access to them in perhaps like maybe more rural rural areas. So, um, for example, both me and Charlie grew up in um, rural towns or villages in the East Midlands. And we've we've both kind of um, we both were aware that our access to the arts was somewhat limited. Mm-hmm. I also grew up in in rural West Midlands. There was nothing nearby, or what was nearby was really really hard to find, and not advertised and not celebrated either. Even though it was really good work, no one sort of went look at this, look at what we're doing. Um, so it's it's nice that you're championing that. What's the reaction? been that you've you've had like the feedback on um um, i I mean i think you know it's been really really positive um i think we have been surprised by how quickly people have taken on board what we're doing they want to work with us they want to see the next scene um and i think they like everyone's recognized the the gap the barriers and the gaps that we've seen and they sort of they realize what we're doing and they're excited us to kind of create those links um, and give people more opportunities so uh, it's been really really positive so what's the plan for the the future editions are there going to be more along the same of you highlighting the works of people based in areas that aren't so well known for the art is it going to be jumping back between say the scenes in nottingham and leicester and and the smaller scenes or is it going to be just like a wide sweep of the whole East Midlands. I suppose, and what we've really loved about um, 
in the, the project that we're currently doing with Amber Arts uh, and, and the, the kind of the partnership that we're forming um, is that, that they've made us aware of um, uh, communities that exist within young and emerging artists. So for, for this project that we're working on at the minute, um, we're focusing on supporting young and emerging artists with disabilities in the region. And, and going forward, we've kind of had a, had a conversation where we, we, we'd like to work more with um, young and emerging artists who are best kind of facing specific barriers. And, and, th and those barriers, for example, could, could take the form of disability or um, their location being in, in the rural areas or the city areas, their educational background. So, for example, um, having a formal arts background and becoming self-taught and it's um, going forward. We're just we're more aware of these these barriers that um, young and art, emerging artists are facing, and and we really want to use our platform as a way as as, as helping people to to overcome them. You you grew up in in rural East Midlands, and it's it's nice that you've recognised that there is that issue there and tried to not not fix it because it's going to take more than modernising to do it. But you put the spotlight on the fact that it is needed this this support for that for that um arts market um i'm gonna be quite i'm not bleak but a lot of people that we've uh spoken to have had who are producing art or uh we're planning to do exhibitions have been quite heavily hit as has the whole arts industry by covid19 pandemic and the lockdown how has that affected uh, not only the work that you're able to do by putting together and curating uh, the zine, but also how has that affected the artists that you are spotlighting and trying to uh, trying to like boost the profile of? Um, I think, I mean, we've sort of we've just tried to continue doing what we're doing really and um, keep working through the lockdown. I mean, it has been quite a good opportunity for us to sort of get together and, and really kind of assess what artists need and, and what support and, you know, how we can promote them and create these links and stuff. Um, and I think it's sort of going forward, we really want to have these conversations with artists as well to find out from their perspective how it's affected them. So I think like everyone is sort of making guesses about, you know, opportunities to put online and what could be helpful. Um, so we've sort of thought, and are planning on um, producing like a series of interviews where we're, we're just going to ask the question like how has this affected you um, and how do you see your practice changing and things like that and sort of hopefully create quite a good resource for people to to listen to and hear the feedback from artists that have been affected by it. Mm. I'd say that uh, we, we don't really have the answers to this question of, of how will Covid impact on young and emerging artists but we'd, we'd really like to with our program prompt um prompt artists and prompt the the creative organizations who work in the east midlands to consider the question um we've definitely kind of as with everyone else we've, we've tried to keep working through a lockdown however we've realized that um everyone's been facing some difficult um difficulties or everyone's been facing different difficulties and uh it, we, we've switched what we've been doing so for example our publication is normally very physical and we've switched to digital content and as Charlie said we're, we're looking to interview um, interview a variety of different artists on their experiences that's which all seems very sensible and and uh, realistic goals for the zine of, of to do as well um 
this is I'm purely on your opinion now. There are institutions that are a lot safer and more protected from the COVID nineteen pandemic and the impact it's had upon the arts. What could they be doing to support artists and groups that are a lot more at risk and a lot more of danger of either going bankrupt or not being able to regain that momentum? What could organisations like that do? Do you reckon? I'd say that um, it's just kind of promoting opportunities to get get people back together again, I suppose. It's, it's how do we operate in this landscape? And as I was saying, we don't really have the answers to this question, but we need to start challenging people to think about it. Um, that there isn't there isn't a strategy for this. Unfortunately, we don't we we haven't been through something like this before. However, we we just need to recognise that um, young and emerging artists are going to be hit quite hard by this, and some of the opportunities that they've relied on in the past, and some of the, the funding opportunities they've relied on in the past, um, aren't going to be available anymore. And we we just really hope that those kind of those bigger institutions, those national portfolio institutions, for example, will um, will kind of make a commitment to young and emerging artists, um, as they have already agreed to, for example, in their Arts Council funding um, kind of guidelines and aims. Well, that brings us on quite nicely to the Arts Council, um, because they have been throughout all of this. They released emergency funding. Um, for emerging artists, specifically emerging artists during this, do you think that there should be like other groups as well as Arts Council doing it? Too, and being like an emerging artist myself, and obviously Ryan is as well. You know, I think I think everyone is just really um, excited and motivated to get back out there and keep doing things. And I think obviously funding is important, but you know, just having the opportunities there and you know, being able to get back out there and put pictures on a wall, put on exhibitions and network and meet other people and collaborate and things. I think, you know, hopefully, like, when things start to get better, you know, people get back out there. <laughs> yeah, it's just really easy to get kind of um, stuck in that mindset that, oh, you need you need funding to make something happen or, um, oh, if I had all this money, I'd, I'd be able to do this. And I think what what's great about... Um, the landscape that we're going into now is that it's just an opportunity to be reminded about about what um, what's great about artists, and that's their ability to respond to a situation. That's their ability to kind of create and um, to, to create something. You, you don't need um, you don't need loads of money, and you don't need um, uh, a, a big pot of funds. Uh, granted, that is great. I'm, I'm not saying that. Um, we can't operate without money. What I'm, what I'm saying is that um, there's always going to be creative resources around, and it's 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 up to the kind of the young and emerging artist community just to to, to think about how how they can how they can use this as an opportunity. I'll say, you are very much putting your money where your mouth is, and you are doing things to help emerging artists. In that, you are currently got this call out for new artists to to feature new and emerging artists to feature in your zine. Would you like to go a uh, talk a little bit about sort of the thinking behind that and also how people can get involved. We are uh, making a zine which is focusing on young and emerging artists who practice with a disability in the region. Um, we're doing this in collaboration with yourselves at Amber Arts. So at the moment we have an open call out for uh, visual artists. 
However, our, our definition of visual artist is very broad, so it's basically anything that we can put in a print publication. Um, on this, we're working with uh, Jenny O'Sullivan, who is one of your curatorial trainees at Athenry Arts, and Rachel Graves, your visual arts officer. And really, we, we, we just want to put a spotlight on young and emerging disabled artists in the region, um, those who are currently working, living or studying in the East Midlands. Um, and I suppose it's worth also saying here that we don't really have um, a traditional model of, um, of disability. So one of the kind of wonderful things about working with you guys at Amber Arts is that um, you specifically focus on supporting young and emerging artists and artists with disabilities. And you've introduced us to this, this idea of a, a social model of disability, which basically says that you don't have to be a, um, a blue badge holder or to be in receipt of um, some form of um, disability benefits to be classed as disabled, but it's it's more about looking at um, the, the barriers you face as a disabled artist. And, and we're really interested in, um, in, in hearing and, and looking and showcasing the work that, um, that these artists are kind of creating in our community and finding a way of, of sharing that across the East Midlands. It is, it is it is really nice that we're getting to work with you, Esperance getting to work with you, because, and also we're very happy that we're able to to share um, this initiative and to try and get people to, to work with you. How's the reaction been to the call out? Are you getting people coming through and are very interested and have other sort of art zines taken note of what you're doing? Because from what I've looked around, other art zines either as big established names or local publications aren't really doing anything similar yeah I, I think obviously for you know this sort of project I think it is fairly unique I mean a lot of sort of zine culture mm -hmm. is sort of focused on um kind of giving a voice to people that might not necessarily have it so obviously we're sort of tapping into that kind of uh, idea especially um with this open call um but yeah i think obviously you know we sort of our previous open calls were really open-ended anyone could apply um that considered themselves young or emerging so it's really nice to kind of give a voice to this particular group of people and and the response has been really nice like you know we've had entries coming in people asking questions they want to know more about the model of disability that we follow whether they can apply and and yeah so lots of interest <laughs> And even even more kind of um, uh, uh, interest is coming from people who are outside the region as well. So we, we get a lot of emails from um, people in the, the West Midlands, for example, that are interested in following what we're doing. But unfortunately, we're very much focused on the East Midlands. So the, the kind of the arts community is, is kind of screaming out for, for, for what we're doing, which is lovely. And people seem to really enjoy it. At this point in the interview, my audio decided not to record in an act I can only describe as completely professional. However, no jobs in the arts, the wonderful people they are decided to interview themselves and I just, I love them. I love them for that. Uh, we, uh, we, we haven't covered our manifesto, I completely forgot about our manifesto. We're encouraging collaboration across the region we're featuring young and emerging artists we're creating links between artists and art organizations and we're making space for a new generation of artists 
the last bit seems more and more pertinent now, doesn't it, in terms of post-COVID landscape? digital space almost so yeah that's the thing i think um the digital space is interesting but it never replaces the physical space does it it's it doesn't i definitely miss going and seeing exhibitions yeah it's going to be um Mm. it's going to be difficult to get people to resume physical stuff again i think that's part of our part of our challenge is to somehow find a way of responding to that and to my old dad, Tyler, who runs the little gallery in Buxton and I sort of said, she said they've been very quiet and I said I think it'll take a long time for people to to not be nervous and to be confident enough to go to places with arts venues and things because they're exactly, not essential yeah. and it's like it's sort of encouraging people it's safe to go out and and artists want you to come look at their work <laughs> <laughs> Well, that makes yeah full sense. I've been writing about an exhibition at the um, the Royal Academy at the moment. This, um, so there's this really big exhibition in 2014 called Sensing Spaces. Um, so it was all about sensing architecture and experiencing architecture. And um, rather than using words and things to describe it, it was just about going there and having an experience. And part of the, the their lockdown programme, they've released um, all the content for the exhibition digitally. So um, you can go and... You can go and kind of like do a 360 photo of all the exhibition stuff and read some of the content, blah, 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 blah. Um, But it just seems really, experiencing it was really odd that um, an exhibition that is so much about what you can feel, touch, taste, hear, is um, represented to you in in a digital format. Mm -hmm. Um, And I ended up realising that um, I assume it's a prompt. I assume it's a kind of like... um, it's a statement saying that this kind of experience isn't really going to be possible for the next like five years or something silly because um the, the way we yeah. treat public space now has completely changed it's gone from being yeah um, because even if it becomes a lot safer people are going to be less confident to to interact especially with like sense kind of touch exhibitions exactly yeah like you can't imagine like going round and having a, a gallery assistant disinfecting everything you touch like you feel uncomfortable enough standing in a gallery space sometimes especially with like yeah. you're throwing in barriers to access and stuff as well people who not, don't normally kind of or don't feel invited into these spaces and then you've got a gallery yeah. assistant literally staring at you not only to make sure that they're kind of um they're doing their job but also that the whole kind of anything you touch has to be reset (laughs) what can young artists and and new emerging artists do to try and get themselves heard more Uh, whether it's contacting zines or like creating social media accounts what advice would you give to to young and new emerging artists um i think when i sort of started out i was definitely kind of just going for open calls and and seeing where I can put my work but I think since doing no jobs in the arts working with Ryan I've become a lot more aware of like just getting out and talking to other artists and like our focus has shifted so much to collaboration and you know if there's an artist you like just try and have a conversation with them and that can really help you get out there as well and, and maybe introduce you to possibilities you didn't realize were um things like that <laughs> I think it's really important to to sit down and have a look at what you're doing and, and, and work out what the themes are and work out what your own personal interests are 
and, and try and try and explore your local art community and see if anyone kind of um, anyone has any similarities or anyone that, like as Charlie was saying find someone who who you want to talk to there's no point of just going out there and um, throwing your artwork and, and seeing if any of it sticks um, you're gonna have a lot more success if you if, if you look at what you're doing and you're looking at what some other people are doing and, and see if you can potentially help each other yeah there's so many kind of art communities like you know niche communities within the east midlands you know and your art and your voice might fit perfectly into those i think you just have to go out and, and find them and, and that's why no jobs in the arts is, is kind of properly why, why we push collaboration so much is uh, working in the arts it's so much easier if you do it with somebody else um uh, it's a, it can be a very lonely place and it can be a very intimidating place and if you've got someone you can do that with and you, you find your community it becomes a lot easier thank you very much for chatting with me today it's it's brilliant working with uh with no jobs in the arts and, and knowing that atom arts is supporting you um because the things you are doing is lovely the support you're giving to disabled uh, new and emerging artists across the east midlands is uh, so necessary and so wonderfully profound and we're so glad and happy that we can be a part of it and support you growing and helping so many people who aren't normally highlighted or in the spotlight definitely thank you very much for this opportunity like like we say we're we're, we're definitely new at this and we are loving the support that we're getting from amber arts and uh and how they're kind of helping us grow and it's been an amazing experience working with you and being introduced to kind of uh, a new way of working for us and identifying what we want to and how helping is identify what we want to focus on in the future yeah thank you very much <laughs> um and obviously thank you for having us on the podcast as well but yeah we're excited to, to get the zine out uh, in whatever format that can be and, uh, and hopefully work with Atom Arts again in the future. I'll just add on to the end of this, if you are a young and emerging disabled artist and you would like to apply for our open call, you can head to at No Jobs in the Arts for our Instagram page, or you can head over to the Attenborough Arts website and you can see details about the open call. Our open call closes on the 13th of July 2020. So if you do want, if you do have some artwork or some visual artwork that you'd like to submit for the open call, Brilliant. all the details can be um, found so either on our Instagram page again, or on the Atom Arts for, website. Um, thank you for being so insightful. And again, your promotion of what is a much underrepresented part of visual art is, is brilliant. And I hope uh, No Jobs in the Arts and Your Zine just continues to go from strength to strength. Thank you very much. Big thank you to Charlotte and Ryan of No Jobs in the Arts for that. There were a few technical hitches, but it seems to be all right. And they enjoyed it and they smiled. So that makes me happy. You can find out more about them and their initiative at their Instagram page at No Jobs in the Arts and the webpage on the Attenborough Arts Centre website, which link is in the description. As ever, thank you so much for listening. This has been the Attenborough Arts Centre podcast. (laughs) 